Happy Thursday, everyone. I hope everyone's having a great evening so far. On this episode of Keeping an Open Mind with Samra, we're going to be talking about new releases in the hip-hop culture, the Gold Glove Awards in baseball, and Thursday Night Football. But first, we have to update y'all on the NBA offseason. There hasn't been much so far. Free agency hasn't started. The draft is will be a, the 18th, I want to say, which should probably be Anthony Edwards and Lamelo, or vice versa. Probably, honestly, probably Wiseman. But if the Warriors don't trade that pick, but to the start date, they're looking for a, a December 22nd tip off. The NBA players wanted around Martin Luther King Jr. Day, but that's probably not going to happen because the NBA would probably lose up to one billion dollars. Mainly because LeBron wouldn't be playing. But in my opinion, December 22nd would be a, a good time in the pandemic season. We're only going to have 72 games, but it's not too late. It's not too early. It, it's a little too early for the players, but come on. it's We're in the pandemic. What are you going to expect? We have to do what we have to do. But honestly, that was all that the, there is to report on the NBA offseason. Uh, probably in the next couple of weeks, there should be a lot more with the draft and free agency and training camp. But besides that, for now, December 22nd is what they're aiming for. It's not official yet, but that's what they're aiming for. Now, we're going to talk about the new albums that just released this past week with NOE Choppa's From Dark to Light and Trippie Red's Pegasus. With Trippy Red's Pegasus, we have notable features in Future, Lil Wayne, Sean Kingston, Chris Brown, Rich the Kid, Young Thug, and Quavo. In my opinion, my favorite song on Pegasus would probably be Kid the Did featuring Future and Doughboy, or No Honorable Mention featuring Quavo. Those two songs just go hand in hand, perfectly collabed in everything. We also have Spaceships featuring Young Thug or Hell Pain featuring Lil Wayne. That kind of rhyme, kind of. Yeah, Hell Pain, Lil Wayne. All right, I see ya. But I have heard a couple songs on that album already, which ain't a bad thing because I like these songs. But Sleepy Hollow and TR666. TR666 has been out since like a year and a half ago. So I'm surprised it was on there. Sleepy Hollow's only been out for like a couple months. But. I like how I actually didn't listen to half the album, like with Juice World's uh, Pasmatheus. I can never say that word, but his album that he came out after his death, I already listened to half his album. So, I mean, it was so awesome. I still ran up his plays, but I mean, I wanted to listen to something new. With Trippy's album, I like how the diversity is nice. The beats go crazy, and his flow, it's a little different th- than his usual flow, but I like it, I like it. Now, with El- NLE Sharpa's new album, we have only two notable features. Actually, pardon me, only two features at all. And they're from Big Sean and Ink. Big Sean has a, a song with Sharpa called Moonlight. There was also a song on Trippy Red's comp. I was about to say concert. Trippie Red's album called Moonlight as well. So I, I find that kind of a nice little coincidence. They're both, both of those songs are fire. I'm not even going to lie. Moonlight on both albums go crazy. Go check it out. And then uh, the one with Ink, Hear Me. It, it's I right. Never really heard of Ink, honestly. But, I mean, he 
He's pretty decent. I'm not. I might have to check him out a little bit more. But in my opinion, I'll probably have to give Trippy Red's album probably an eight, eight point five, and the Choppa eight. So I like Trippy Red's a little bit more. I like the diversity in it, and personally, I like Trippy Red a little bit more. But I have getting, I have been getting into Choppa a little bit more as well. But I do, I do like how Choppa only had two features on this album, and Trippy Red actually had like a numerous amount of features. But that's also because Trippy Red is a higher profile. But at the same time, Choppa he he did good for only having two features. That that's how you know that you can make your own music without anyone and still have the clout to listen to it. So th- that was good marketing f- from the both of them. Especially with Trippie Red and Chris Brown. And Sean Kingston. Two of my childhood faves, honestly. And yeah, you might think Chris Brown, really? But yeah, Chris Brown is that nigga. But, alright. Well, we got Kodak featured on Tory Lane's song. Bill Israel. Okay. Bill Israel. Kodak is still in jail. I... Hopefully, he'll get out within the next year. I think I heard. Six months. Hopefully. Once he comes out, he's going to come up with bangers. Oh, my God. I can't wait to, to listen to this song uh, featuring Kodak with uh, with Tory Lanez. That song going to go crazy. I wonder if he recorded it before he went to jail or if he did it in jail. Because I know some, some artists record in jail. But, I mean, Kodak would be one of them, too. Cause, you know, Kodak Black. You know, the finesse kid. Hey. But I well we got the we got on some sad news, um we got the baby's uh brother. Uh he committed suicide recently and um just can we just get a moment of silence for his brother real quick. The baby has mentioned his brother in intros to his songs before. So I mean Suicide is a really big factor in this country. And if you ever need help, always call the suicide hotline. Just a sad day for the baby and his family. So hopefully everyone's prayers are with them. But um, yeah, that that kind of resolves the hip-hop culture as of right now. But again, leave it on a good note. Kid that did on Trippy Red's Pegasus. Great album. Future's Future, oh my god. Future's part in it. Even Dobo's part, but Future's part in Kid the Did, just insane. I'm telling you, bro. You just gotta listen to it. Now for the Gold Glove Awards, we we got a lot of Mariners and Indians and Rangers, honestly. We got two of each on the AR side. For catcher. For both sides, we have Roberto Perez by the Cleveland Indians and Tucker Barnhart by the Cincinnati Reds. And then for first base gold glove, we got Evan White by the Seattle Mariners. Anthony Rizzo by my Chicago Cubs. That's his fourth year right now. Gold glove award. Great, great fielder. Dipped down in his batting, but great fielder. Another Indian, Cesar Hernandez, made the gold glove for the second base. Nick Colton Wong made it from St. Louis for the NL. J.P. Crawford, another Mariner. I'm telling you, Mariners and Indians and the Rangers have great defense. But he made it for the shortstops for the AL. And then for the shortstop for the NL, 
guess who? You already know. Javi Baez. That's his first gold glove of his career. That man has got many more to come. Hopefully he reaches five. I, I can definitely see it too. Third baseman for the AL was Isaiah Kin- Kinner Falefa by the Texas Rangers. He used to be a catcher two years ago. Then a couple months ago, when the season was supposed to begin, he was just a utility man. And now, he's a gold glover. What a way to come. Wow, he went from a catcher to a utility man off the bench where he could play anywhere to now he's a solidified third baseman, a third base stud. I mean, his bat probably isn't that good. I haven't heard anything good about his bat, but his fielding, that's a big part in baseball. And for the NL, which for the past eight years, it's been undoubtedly his spot on the NL Gold Glovers. And his name is Nolan Arenado. Eight-time Gold Glover, in my opinion, a top five fielder of all time already. And he's great with the bat. Oh, my Eight time, and I think, yeah, he's only been in the league eight years. So every year of his career, he's made the Gold Glovers. That that's insane. Great job for Nolan. Now for the outfielders, we got Alex Gordon by the Kansas City Warriors, Luis Robert by the Chicago White Sox. I hated Chicago White Sox, and then oh, right fielder Joey Gallo, really. I didn't know. I mean, he, I know he has a strong arm, but he's mainly known for his bad and power. But, I mean, I didn't even notice he was that good in the field. I mean, I knew, again, I knew he had a strong arm, but, okay. I was kind of surprised by that. That was probably one of my most, surpri- the, the most surprising one on the AL side. And then for the pitcher, we got Griffin Canning by the Los Angeles Angels. Too bad the Angels don't really have, um, you know, talent behind Trout. Hopefully, in my opinion, hopefully Trevor Bauer signs because Trevor Bauer just reportedly declined the qualifying offer by the Cincinnati Reds, was which was worth 18.7 mil. Don't quote me on that. It, it was 18.5 to 7 mil. It was around that. But he declined that. And hopefully he goes to a contending team because the Reds, I mean, they were, they were looking good. But towards the end, they kind of fell off. And, you, you know. If he goes to the Angels, now they're gonna have an ace. They're gonna have Mike Trout. They still have old pool holes. Too bad they still need a lot of pieces to be contending. But I mean, that would be one step in the direction. Outfielders for the NL: We got Tyler O'Neill by the Cardinals, Trent Grissom by the San Diego Padres. Now that's one dude. He's a bad man out there in center field. He can make any play you want him to make. I swear to God, he. He just gives it 150%, dives for every ball. He will make those catches too. Great trajectories to the ball and everything. And he's not that bad in the box either. And then right fielder, I mean, it should have been an easy call. It was Mookie. Uh, He's a five-time gold glover. So, I mean, that was kind of given. And then for the pitcher, uh, we have Max Fried. I mean, is Max Fried though? Didn't, didn't, no, I'm kidding. But uh, he's from the Atlanta Braves pitcher. Uh, he he's, he actually had a pretty good year this year. But um, I didn't know he was that good of a fielder. 
But honestly, the only surprise I had with these lists was Isaiah Kenner Fafella. He kind of came out of nowhere uh, by the Rangers and Joey Gallo. And I really didn't have any surprising ones by the end. I mean, uh, Arnetto was kind of Arnetto, Ar, Ar went Arnado. Wow, that took me a long time. But uh, him and Betts were kind of givens. Grissom was probably gonna get it this year for sure. Wong, I mean, I've seen him make plenty of plays. Same thing with Javi. I mean, everyone else seemed like they they deserved it. I mean. J.P. Crawford this year kind of broke out his fielding-wise. Too bad the Mariners aren't good. Because I'd I love to see uh, J.P. Crawford do something like back in the day when he was on the Giants. That man could hit. Now he's more of a fielding, like, contact hitter. But, I mean, that's what happens with age. And, I, oh, yeah, Alex Gordon, I'm surprised he's on there, too. I mean, he, he's getting up there in age. But he's always been a good fielder. So I guess I'm not that surprised. But now we're going to move on to Thursday Night Football. We'll, we'll be against the Green Bay Packers, who are 5-2, versus the home team, who are the San Francisco 49ers, who are 500 at 4-4. Four four. Too bad they're not really the 49ers. I'm going to call them the 46ers. Nah, nah, I don't like that. But I will say... Green Bay is probably going to demolish them. No Kittle, no Jimmy G. Basically, no offense for the Niners. They're all injured. They have no no running back. Uh, the, the two of the receivers are down. The O lines are out. The defense out as well. So it's like Green Bay is basically they're not getting a bye, but they're basically facing a college team. So I don't see why Aaron Rodgers can't can't get the victory. I will have to say one thing about the Green Bay Packers is why did they not go for Will Fuller or any other receiver? Like, I understand it's a one-year rental. It's not even a one-year rental. It's a seven-game rental because with the COVID, you can't even play the first game of the week that they're on the new team with. So it would be a seven-game rental, and Will Fuller would actually want more. But why didn't they go for Randall Cobb? They bring him back. Or um, Kenny Stills. Or... um, the other receiver from the Texans. I'm trying to think of his name, but I totally forgot. But they had three receivers that could they could draft. I mean, not dra- drafted, traded for like a low draft pick. Will Fuller will probably like they probably will ask for at least like a second rounder. But everyone else they probably could have gotten Cobb for a sixth rounder, Stills for like a fifth rounder. Like, I'm telling you, Green Bay is not trying to surround Rodgers with nothing. They're trying to build for the future. But what's good for the future if you're not in the future? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I understand they trade uh, they trade up for Jalen Hurts. Well, they didn't even j- trade up. They just drafted him really early, too. And I said Jalen Hurts. I'm going to say Jordan Love but no, uh, from Notre Dame. That, that's my team right there. South Bend. Actually, Florida is my team. But that's my team for the Midwest. Man. I'm happy that they didn't trade for nothing. But at the same time, I feel bad for Rodgers. But at the same time, I don't feel bad for Rodgers for all the times he's killed the Bears. Um, One, one player that didn't, hasn't really killed the Bears, but he has always been a productive quarterback. He just never has a team. And now has COVID. Matthew Stafford. 
the Vikings are looking like they're going to go on a two-game win streak against divisional opponents. I mean, this week they're facing a Lions team without Stafford because of COVID. But, I mean, they're still going to be 2-0 in the last two weeks against divisional opponents. Last week I was surprised. I did not think Rodgers was going to... I mean, that sack was pretty nice. I, I did. I was pretty intrigued in, in that matchup to see if um, if the Vikings could do something. Delvin Cook went crazy. Delvin, if you had him on fantasy, you are one lucky ass mop. You're right. I can't swear right now. But Delvin Cook, man, he put, I think, 45 points fantasy-wise. Wow. That, crazy. I, I'm speechless. But, um... That's like Adrian Pierce. If you think about it, the NFC North has always kind of stayed the same. The Bears have never had a quarterback. That's facts. Always have had defense, though. That's facts. The Lions have never really had a team. And then when they did have a team, they would have, like, one star on the team. Megatron before Stafford. Stafford now. Like, they had, like, a slim window with Megatron and Stafford couldn't get it done because they they didn't really have no one on defense had a uh, um, big play slay and they had to trade him away so I mean and then we got the Vikings who who's never really had a quarterback besides I mean Cole Pepper but he wasn't even that good honestly um I mean they've always had running back though I mean AP um now Delvin Cook like come on that that's hard to beat and then the Packers, I mean, they've always had a legendary quarterback with Bart Starr, Brett Favre, and now Aaron Rodgers. Who knows how Jordan Love's going to pan out, but, I mean, it's a Packer legacy. Still, I, I'm going to say, fuck the Packers. That's all I got to say. Lastly, on the football topic, we got J.J. Watt being upset with the Houston Texans. Oh, my. He, does, he has openly said that he does not want to be traded. But, I mean, there's no other choice. I mean, his team's not winning. He's upset that his, his that Bill O'Brien really screwed them. Trading with Hopkins. Trading with half the team, Tunzel. Like, come on. Like, they don't have a team anymore. Deshaun can't, can't take this high, not even high, low D1 school. Like, that's how I look at the Texans. Like, come on. The, the Texans are a bye week along with the Jets and... Right now, the 49ers, honestly. Okay, that that's a little bit of an over-exaggeration. But for, for real, the Texans, they they got screwed big time. Big time. So, I don't I don't see um, how they're going to be making the playoffs. But I will talk about one more game for football. And that will be this Sunday. The New Orleans Saints will go up against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm. It's gonna be a close game. It's gonna be a close game. It's gonna be a low-scoring game. Defense is gonna be ruling the game. But I mean, I do think Brady's just gonna have a little bit more talent. I mean, him, not person, not personal talent, but like his all-around team talent. I mean, he's got more weapons. I mean, yeah, um, Breeze does have Camaro, but I mean, the Buccaneers do not see who they have. I mean, if they have O.J. Howard, they have O.J. Howard, Gronkowski, Evans, Brown's first game, um, Chris Godwin, Fournette, 
um, who was that? Ronald Jones as a backup, or I think he's actually still starting for Nets to backup. And then the defense has actually been the solid part of of the team. So it's either gonna be a blowout, the Buccaneers win like thirty to twelve. I know a weird score, twelve. Okay, thirty to thirteen. There we go. But um, or it's gonna be a close game. It's gonna be like seventeen to fourteen. Buccaneers still. Buccaneers are gonna win. Um, they're probably gonna tie with touchdowns and then. Breeze is still going to be one ahead of, of um, Brady. But honestly, that's all I got to say. Thursday night football tonight. Fuck the Packers. Uh, probably still going to win. I mean, Niners don't really have anything that will probably compete against. Like, it's just injuries. Injuries suck. I mean, you could say that twice. I mean, D Rose could have been the best point of all time. Youngest MVP. And then two two knee injuries, two horrible knee injuries. So injuries are bitches, but you gotta find a way to win still. But that will be all for today's episode. I will catch y'all on Saturday night, Sunday morning, one of those two. I'm a, I'm gonna be uh, recapping college football, and I'm gonna be pre gaming for uh, Sunday night. Uh, not even Sunday night football, just Sunday football. So, 